Ooh, sandboarding. I've never done that before. I feel like I'd break myself if I tried that, but I'm willing to attempt it once. (laughs) You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Christian and Annabelle. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is... Living the Lietko Lifestyle. Hello, and thanks for joining us for episode 41 of Swept Together, the show where we talk about love, business, travel, and learn from other successful couples how to do all those things at the same time and do them well. And this week, we have an incredibly special show for you because we are talking to Lisa Philipchuk and Coleman Molnar, co-founders of Lietko Media and Lietko.com. Yeah, we actually found them first through their Instagram account, at Lietko. They were one of the first couples that we followed when we started looking up the van life hashtag and when we were getting ready to move into our RV. So yeah, we're excited to have them here. Yeah, and some of the things that you're going to hear this week are how Lisa and Coleman went through the process of leaving their their, uh, corporate jobs in journalism and advertising and went on to start Lietko Media, their content development and digital strategy business, as well as Lietko.com, their lifestyle publication. Yeah, you'll hear Lisa and Coleman talk about their why, the reasons why they started Lietko Media and Lietko.com. Yeah, and they also talk about their small side hustle that they were doing on Etsy before they even started either Lietko media or lietco.com you have heard us talk about what it's like to live in our 36 foot rv on the show but lisa and coleman actually live in a 50 square foot van so they'll be talking about some of the challenges and their favorite parts of this uh, lifestyle yeah and there's so much good conversation packed into this episode you really don't want to miss this one guys If you want to listen to old episodes of the show, you can keep the party going on our website. You'll also find share links and show notes for today's episode at swepttogether.com slash episode 41. If you're listening on iTunes or the podcast app, we would really appreciate it if you would take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. You can find instructions on how to do that at swepttogether.com slash share the love. Yeah, and now let's Get on with the interview with Lisa and Coleman of Lietko Media. Welcome, Lisa and Coleman, to the show. We really appreciate you guys being here. And uh, happy, what, first day of summer. Yeah. Today is June 20th. Happy first day of summer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was just telling Annabelle, I was like, okay, so we've been leading up to this. This is like the equinox, or not the equinox, sorry. (laughs) The, the solstice. The, the solstice. The summer solstice. Mm-hmm. So it's the longest day of the year, and I guess it goes downhill from here. <laughs> Damn. We'll have to have uh, dinner outside tonight. Yeah, we'll have a barbecue. Yeah. Although it's going to thunderstorm from here. No, it's not. It looks sunny out the window I can see right now. <laughs> awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're crossing our fingers for you for, yeah. uh, for good dinner plans. <laughs> barbecue vibes. Uh, so let's, I guess, start at the beginning. How did you guys meet and how long have you been together? Well, we met at a magazine that we were working at. Um, it was a publishing house. Coleman worked on the men's pub- publication and I was working on the women's publication. 
And uh, we were both going through breakups and we just kind of, uh, you know, we started a friendship over beers and running and that was about three years ago and yeah, we've been at it together ever since. Yeah, started in the office. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Fishing off the company pier, yeah. huh, Coleman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the... the yeah. The company wasn't so happy about it. It was one of those relationships that stayed kind of hush-hush for the first little while, which we can talk about now, many years later. But yeah, at the right. time, it was a bit crowded. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a pretty juicy detail. What uh, what other kind of details can you uh, tell us about how your relationship got started? It was, there was definitely a connection over the you know the shared passion for creating content mm -hmm. because Lisa was the editor and she of a national Canadian women's lifestyle publication, and I was the digital editor at the, the Canadian men's publication, sort of like, it's like a GQ North almost. Um, we, you know, we, we were able to connect in, in that regard, and Lisa certainly helped me um, and, and helped, it was sort of, I had her in my back pocket when I was a digital editor at the magazine, because she had come from uh, many years of experience in that, in that industry as well. So you met, you found love, then what? We were talking about this yesterday, and the, before we had our uh, our lifestyle publication and our media house, Leaco Media, we had started a little business on the side where we were buying and selling uh, vintage pieces. So we would we would go thrift hunting on the weekend together, and we were buying fur stoles. And uh, so we had a little Etsy shop was our the first sort of stab at running something together. And you know, it was just a little passion project that we did on the side and we made a little bit of money off of it. But for the most part, money. yeah, for the most part, it was just this kind of fun hobby that we realized we like to do together and realized we could make money at it. And then I feel like that's how our sort of next businesses uh, grew from there. So I guess to answer your question, the, the business came first and then the van came second. And the business and the van, they're all, they're all sort of one because we're in that industry of of uh, speaking to uh, to an audience and growing an audience as the as the digital editor, um, we recognized that there was an opportunity to to uh, you know at once leave our jobs jobs start a new business and go on the adventure of a lifetime um, with all of those uh, you know avenues helping the others and so it just kind of morphed into that. We were thinking, well, why don't we go somewhere somewhere hot? Um, where we can be on a beach and live cheaply. You know, this was in Toronto in, in January and we're running through my park. Um, you know, we would go on these long rounds and just and just chit-chat about, you know, how we'd take over the world one day. And uh, in the original plan, I was like, let's go to a beach where there's Wi-Fi and it's cheap. And then that just kind of evolved into, well, we, Lisa had always wanted that great, uh, you know, cross-country and across-America road trip. The drive down the 101, which we still didn't get to do, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Had to come back we came up short and and then we started doing research into the various ways that we could do that i'm sure like you guys did before you landed on your rv and we discovered i had a friend who had a, a van again in the day so i had been on road trips and that and i knew it's sort of it's cool it's cool cachet mm -hmm. and it's practicality um but we discovered the the digital community and the volkswagen and the van again digital community mm -hmm. and the van or, or the uh, you know the digital nomad community or whatever all these communities and we were like you know i think this is an opportunity here and it makes sense for our for our business model mm -hmm. yeah it's hard not to fall in love with those vans once you fall down the hashtag van life and you start seeing these westphalias everywhere and i just love the silhouette of those 80s version they're kind of boxy and they kind of look like the pizza thrower we've decided yeah, uh, the, ninja, the ninja turtle pizza yeah. thrower <laughs> I appeal so much to people are uh, yeah products yeah. of the 80s like <laughs> us exactly yeah absolutely yeah nostalgia so how did you guys 
come to the decision then to, you know, you had this Etsy shop. Were you doing that while you were at your, you know, your full-time editorial yeah, job? Yeah, that certainly, it was just like our, our fun spending money that that was, you know, affording us to do, determine whether or not we could go and have, you know, discover another patio to have a pint on that yeah, week or exactly. not. <laughs> how many beers barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did you transition then from having this, you know, side business to deciding you were going to jump in full time and, you know, leave your jobs to start this business together? So I left um, my position first. Uh, I just, I reckon, you know, I would go on these press trips for my, for my job and I would be traveling with other journalists from various publications across uh, Canada and, and, and around the world. And some of them would be freelance, and I and I would always grill them about how they made that work, and uh, what their days look like, and how much money they were making, and whether they were actually making that much money. Um, because you know, I've had my eye on this lifestyle for a while, and then once I had worked in the digital industry, um, I realized, yeah, now now is the time. Um, I have a, you know, I did the journalism program at my university, and I, and I never expected to be um, working in advertising, but uh, the way content is going. Um, has opened a lot of doors, so I, I decided to do that. I, I started a partnership with a company that that is still a, uh, one of our main partners, um, Leaco Media, um, working doing content marketing for businesses and brands around the GTA. And so I established uh, the fact that I could uh, make my finances work as a freelancer while Lisa and I were living in the apartment in downtown Toronto, paying you know Toronto rent and everything that comes with it. Not quite a year later, she uh, she joined me, and we joined forces. And rather than just being two individual freelancers, we incorporated uh, and we made a business at Comedia, and we have brought all our clients under the one umbrella, and that's allowed us to scale and grow right from the right from the get go. So you have, I guess, like economies of scale because of you two together, as opposed to you two individually doing your own mm -hmm. separate thing. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're very fortunate that we we have the same craft and that we are both interested and pursuing the same type of business because it would be I think it would be a different story if we were trying to do the freelance on our own we both have a lot of drive and we both hustle but it's it's so nice to have someone else to do it with and to have the support of another person and also I should say when Coleman went freelance first there was a part of me that was nervous for him and I had, I had done little bits of freelance on the side but I've never I never had that as a, my full-time source of you know income how I was going to live and so seeing Coleman make it work and seeing that, you know, he could even have more work than he needed to, it was it definitely sort of eased some of the worries that I had about quitting my job. But was that a, kind of a determining factor, being freelance, being being kind of digital? Was that a factor in, in deciding to live in a van? Yeah, I always say that we didn't decide to live in a van and then go out and say, how can we do this? that? We, did, we decided that there was an opportunity in a market and, and we said, this is the best the best way to do that. Um, it also happens to check the boxes of being like something that we've both always dreamed about. Um, but it, but it wasn't our, it wasn't our intention when we set out to, to, to live in a van full time. It was more like, Hey, we, we have an opportunity to travel to grow our, our business at a time. Why don't we, why, why wouldn't we do that? <laughs> um, and we don't not know obviously right, in living right. the van life. Uh, we have fully embraced it and fallen in love with it. But it wasn't our intention when we first set out. What did you guys have to do to the van to make it, you know, livable, to make it kind of office space worthy for you guys to both live and work out of? Yeah, lower our intention or our, our uh, yeah. <laughs> lower our standards. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and uh, one thing that was important for me was to make it feel kind of homey and 
I mean, I can see that you guys have made, you know, the RV that you're in look kind of homey. And I, I didn't want it to, obviously, you see some of the really incredibly beautiful uh, uh, conversions that people have done. And ours certainly doesn't look like that. But, you know, I installed, like, the, the marble vinyl on the top of our, uh, above where our stove is. And so, like, yeah, our countertops. And so little things like that that just kind of made it feel a bit more like a home and not just a vehicle that we happen to be living and working from. Yeah, so it's an eighty. It's a nineteen eighty three Volkswagen Westphalia camper van, which means it's already been outfitted mm-hmm. very smartly by a very smart German engineers in the eighties to accommodate everything you need to sort of live in there. And for two people, it's very comfortable. I'm I'm six foot six, two meters, and and you know, so even if we were to look at it's like a vintage Airstream, probably wouldn't be tall enough for me to stand yeah, up in. But with, when we, we there's a pop top on the van where you can. You know, lift it up, and it has some canvas tent sides. And with that, I can actually stand up in the van and do my sun salutation or whatever it is. <laughs> so we didn't have to do too many modifications, other than adding the personal touches, and of course, uh, with it being an old, an old vehicle, um, always mechanical <laughs> upgrades yeah. and fixes, and then refixes and more fixes. Yeah. Well, I was looking at some of your Instagram posts the other day, and I was like, dude. Coleman is tall because <laughs> you can see you pretty much are at the same height level yeah. as the roof. This is my life. <laughs> the van, yeah. I'm 5'11 and I feel like well, I'm 6'6 and when we're out in the world together I forget how tall we are until we're just hanging out with friends and then everyone's like oh my god you guys so tall. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> just kind of forget it. <laughs> yeah it is what it is. Advantages and disadvantages. Yeah we when we were first looking to pick a motorhome you know, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is so small. How are we ever going to survive in this space? And now we're like, oh, my gosh, we have, like, too much room almost. We could have gone smaller. At least I feel that way. But yeah. what has it been like living and traveling in your van? And, like, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've faced? When I when I said well, we needed to lower our standards, I was only sort of kidding. Um, I guess we didn't set out to do that, but it just kind of happens. And anyone who's slept somewhere... That isn't the first night very comfortable, but stuck with it, you know, recognizes that everything sort of becomes comfortable over time. And once you develop a habit, it just becomes your life. And then all of a sudden it, it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what happened in the van. You know, we, we traveled a lot at first with stuff we didn't need. We had this huge, I call it our burrito on, on the top of the roof. It was just a bunch of stuff wrapped in a tarp strapped to the roof. And we ended up like driving it east from Toronto, and then shipping it all the way across Canada to British Columbia. So, like, back the way we came and further um, via Greyhound, which is, uh, incidentally, very cheap uh, pro tip for any uh, travelers <laughs> ship stuff home. It's, like, the best way to do it is yeah. Greyhound. So, stuff like that. We had, when we got bikes, we, you know, we carried them in the van for, for way too long before we found the right bike rack yeah. to, to get on the back. Yeah, what, what, uh, what have you found to be your biggest rewards in terms of traveling in a van? Oh, I think, I mean, the the fact that we've been able to see so many places and we've sort of, you know, we've made so many different cities and towns feel like home over the last year. And, and even looking back now, I think, gosh, this whole, this last year has gone by so quickly, but also at the same time, I mean, we've, we've seen so much and I, I, I know we're very fortunate to see the world the way that we're see North America the way that we did. And I, I have these fond memories now of all these little places that I sort of feel like I was a part of the community and I had a chance to, to live in these spaces. 
that's one of the big positives for me. Yeah, do, doing it and not going broke is a big reward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prove to ourselves that yeah, there, this this works and and it could work better. We can get better at this and and uh, it was definitely higher on our priority list that you know we didn't we want to just burn through our savings. We wanted to try and make this a sustainable thing that we could go back to again and again. We don't necessarily need to be travelers forever. Mm-hmm. We certainly enjoy uh, renting places and, and getting into the community, like Lisa yeah. was saying, um, for longer periods of time even. But to be able to fall back on a, on a sustainable form of travel is like the goose who lays the golden eggs. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier that you started your business, Lietco, kind of because you saw like a need in or a trend in the marketplace, you saw this opportunity and you kind of just jumped on it. Uh, Why are like, I guess kind of what's your why? Like what makes what you do so important to you guys? Uh, Like your passion behind what, what you do at Lietco? Well, I'll, I'll take, so I'll take this one if you want. Yeah, go ahead. All right. I can see what we have two branches to our business. Really. We have Lietco media um, for which we do, uh, writing for other publications, brands, and businesses, and then we have Leaco.com. So, you know, I can speak to Leaco Media as to the why. As I mentioned, I, I went to journalism school. When I went to journalism school, everyone said to me, my professors, people who, who I met who worked in the industry, you won't make money doing this. There's no money here, and if you, unless you're not, unless you're passionate about it, like get out. And and I was passionate about it, so I stuck it out, and I went and worked in the in in the journalism industry, and I made you know less money than I made. Uh, when I was a bartender, oh, wow. um, but well, of course, bartenders, you know, you can just tax free tips, uh, just like it is in American Canada. You asked about the why, and I was saying the why of Leah Comedia is, is basically because we're, we're passionate storytellers. And, uh, you know, before we had thought, well, we'd, we'd, we'd spend our careers telling stories for publications, but now with the shift in, in journalism, I truly believe that, uh, the future of journalism is, is going to look a lot different and the businesses and brands are paying companies to reach their audience is going to go away, whereas brands and businesses build their own audience. And there's no reason why talking to those audiences, they shouldn't be producing quality uh, journalism. So that's that's who we're servicing and that's why we're doing it. It's been incredible, the opportunities that we've had to do actual journalism for, for brands and businesses that in this business model, um, this advertising model didn't exist. Um, even you know five years ago, um, so it's very exciting to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And as for Leaco.com, our lifestyle publication produced out of the back of our '83 Volkswagen Westphalia, the the why is, is a little different, right? That's it was part opportunity, um, part both of us putting our, our our shared passions together and under one roof, building our own audience. Um, as we you know, that's what we do for our clients is we say you know that, that there's value in that content and that you can use it to to acquire an audience. So we're doing that for ourselves and having an adventure along the way. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I was uh, looking through um, the internet and found a, uh, a publication or several publications that you guys did, and specifically one that, re- that really stuck out in my mind. Coleman was um, a piece that you wrote about your um, co- college teammate um, that had, had turned into, uh, like, basically went to ISIS. And man, that was a fantastic story. Like I was riveted oh, the yeah, entire that was, time. Uh, for uh, the Walrus, a Canadian literary uh, magazine, for their for their digital arm, and I, I played uh, varsity volleyball at the university I went to in British Columbia. And a, and a teammate of mine, like you said, he was he was radicalized at a mosque in in Calgary, I believe. 
and uh, went over to Syria with his brother and ended up fighting and, and, and eventually dying for ISIS while it, while it played out over, over, uh, over his Facebook page. That was uh, a real a test, I'm sure, on his, on his family and many of his friends who, who I knew um, and who were in touch with him. And, you know, he was, he was there and responsive, but, but uh, you know, not able to hear their, their, their cries. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it was an incredible piece. I, I, I really commend you for that one. That was a fantastic story. What, uh, what are your roles then in, in your respect, the two arms of your, of your uh, company? Uh, well, as Coleman said, he went to journalism school. So I will admit that Coleman's grammar is a bit better than mine. So uh, <laughs> Coleman certainly will take the final read. Um, one, one really nice thing, and this kind of gets away from what we're talking about, but is running a business specifically when it comes to writing. Um, we, we write really well together. So a lot of the time we'll have a Google Doc open and we will both be writing in there. So if you're getting to the end of the story and you just can't even anymore and you have nothing else to say, then you've got this other person with a fresh set of eyes and a, a fresh opinion who can you know help finish off that piece. And um, that's sort of been one of the... Where it, I wasn't really sure how that would work, to be honest, off of that, but it's been really helpful for both of us, I think. So we, we ha we, our titles are, are co-founder, um, and we really do split quite a bit of the work. Um, on our Leaco Media side, we have clients that uh, exist in um, the lifestyle categories. For example, the auto clients uh, I, I handle mostly because I have more of a background in automotive journalism, uh, whereas when we're writing about women's fashion or, or beauty products, uh, Lisa will take the lead on that. Though we are, you know, we're, we're getting quite useful. <laughs> uh, certainly, I, I know a lot more about women's fashion than I did. I recognized that, again, years ago, when I, when I recognized the, the, the industry turning the way it does, the way it did, excuse me, I recognized that as a writer, there's real value in being able to write to women because they're such voracious readers in all forms, uh, digital included. Mm -hmm. um, so do, I've been at that for a while. Mm -hmm. One yeah. thing that we still haven't figured out, I mean, uh, I, I've been doing more of it, but it's the finances, but that's one thing that neither of us really care to do. But as a business owner, it's something that has to get done, especially if you want to get paid. Um, so I, I feel like as our business grows, that's one thing that I'm just so excited for us to, to outsource. Yes, and yeah, SOS. <laughs> our, our accountant calls us. She said, you're a mess. You will always be a mess. Um, and, you know, a part of being on the on the edge of something, you know, we feel like we're riding a wave sometimes because we're, we really believe we're on the forefront of something. Um, a part of a part of that is being in the total gray area when it comes to doing your your books and your taxes, which you guys are, are maybe ex experiencing or have have experienced. That's not fun. Taxes are never fun. No. And yeah, not when you're running a business from a van. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you have to, if you have to do the books and still do all of the operations and also do, you know, feed yourself while you're in a van, <laughs> it's definitely more challenging. Yeah. So how, um, you mentioned that you're often like working on the same thing at the same time. How do you keep from getting on each other's nerves when you're like all in each other's business or in each other's projects like literally <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> one thing that we've started doing uh which is really helpful is to have work alone days so currently they are wednesdays 
we could probably have more work alone days and benefit from that. But yeah, they happen sporadically. Yeah, they will happen. Especially when we're in Toronto, where we have a lot of friends and business contacts. Yeah. You're out doing meetings this morning. Yeah. I had a couple of phone interviews, so we only saw each other a little bit this morning. Yeah. But the other thing uh, as well is with writing, it's a pretty solitary job. So just yesterday we were at a Starbucks and while we were both sitting at the same table, we were also both inside of, you know, working on our own things. Um, so yeah, we do spend a lot of time together, but we're working on, we will work on separate things or even if, you know, Coleman ended up sitting at a table inside the Starbucks, we didn't notice where the other person went and then we're messaging each other and all of a sudden we're working in two separate places and like on messenger with each other. <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious. Um, we, we also have sort of an unwritten policy where if if your name's going on the piece of writing or it's or it's or you're taking the lead on it, you write it, you send it over to the other person, or maybe it goes through several rounds of edits, but ultimately it's you're gonna get the last say and that's just that. Mm -hmm. um, as professional writers, we we definitely distance ourselves from our work. When I was a young writer and doing passion projects in university and, and such, I was very like everyone else, I was I was always very hurt when people responded critically to it. But now we we are very good at letting it go, yeah. <laughs> of getting it out and letting it go because we have to be. Yeah. Well, what about your relationship? Let's talk about that. How has living in a van, traveling across North America, made your relationship with each other stronger? Well, for, we have a whole bunch of memories that we didn't have uh, before we set out on our trip. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's traveled uh, can attest to how you tend to form lasting bonds over travel. Mm -hmm. We had to learn some some uh, some close combat solutions. Now I, I feel like now we we do travel a bit better together as well. Like we know when someone might be getting hangry, and so that's why we always have almonds on hand because <laughs> we're probably going to save our relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and setting a setting a goal as a as a couple and as a as a professional partnership, and then going out and making that goal happen, um, despite the the bumps and the hiccups, that that's definitely a strengthening process as well. Mm -hmm. Because we learned, hey, we can set our sights on something that a lot of people would and did say is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 in retrospect, like we fucking killed it. I don't know if you're allowed to swear <laughs> on your podcast. Hey, I mean, we don't care. <laughs> it, you know, shit hit the fan several times, and it was still everything and more that I hope that I hoped it would be and, and I think and I hope it will continue to be that. Mm -hmm. So from a business perspective, what about working together has challenged your relationship? And what ways has it like lifted you guys up as a couple? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I think on, you know, days where you're really struggling to produce something or, you know, maybe a story is not coming together or, or you've got an email that you really didn't want to get it's pretty awesome to have your partner in life and your partner in business be the one who's there to you know to to help make you smile at the end of the day and to make you see the positive um i don't know what else would you say yeah i mean challenges are the same as any business partner and with anyone you travel with you end up you end up getting angry at them over silly things yeah definitely like I said, we're pretty we're pretty good with the writing. There have been some times when we've disagreed on where projects should go, and and then that's when it's good to have that policy that I mentioned before, where the, you know the one person is clearly the the account manager, so to speak, and they and they get to trigger and make the decision. So having someone who's accountable 
is easy or, or sorry, is helpful. Um, but always being able to have the conversation at the same time, you, you can't you can't remove that process. Mm. Is there something that maybe normal couples do that you feel like you can't because you're in a relationship to, or you're running a business together? Yeah, I know the answer to that one. Take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> People would look at it our last year of our life and say, you just had a year-long vacation. But the truth is we've been really strapped to our laptops mm-hmm. almost daily. And it's not that we, it's not that we can't, it's just we kind of neglected to do so. Um, and so now in order for us to take a vacation, we're going to have to work extra hard to make sure everything is in place and that uh, the help we need while we're gone is, is, is available. Whereas a normal couple with people with jobs that have paid vacation time, they can just book it off and, and that's that. But uh, when you own your own business and you answer directly to your clients, you can't just turn it off so easily. It's true. Yeah, but at least, you know, you have your, you know, significant other as a business partner to be there with you. It's kind of like a, you know, like a teammate. I mean, that's one of the things that I I really enjoy working with Annabelle and traveling with her as well is that feeling like I have a teammate. Yeah, it makes your your losses more palatable and your wins even sweeter. Is that one of one of your favorite parts of being in business with your romantic partner? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I love the, I love the dreaming aspect of it too. I love, I think it would be enjoyable and if it was a solo operation as well, but it's even more rewarding when you plan something and achieve it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And if that person has emotional value, I imagine that that's enhanced. Well, you have emotion. You have great emotional value to me, Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> Aww. So, what's the one thing if you could, if you could even quantify one? Um, what's the most rewarding thing that you've experienced being um, in business together and being co-founders of Lietco and Lietco Media? Yeah, I mean, it's tricky to pinpoint one thing. I, I feel like now. You know, we we just celebrated our one year of anniversary and looking back, I guess it was probably like two years ago that we made that first bubble sheet or maybe two and a half years ago. And, and you know, we, we, yeah, we made this bubble sheet and, and our idea was to get a gold band and we wrote gold band down on this piece of paper and circled it and then had these other arms coming off of it. And, and so going from just this brainstorming state to, you know, they were just ideas and we were just shoot, spitballing ideas and then they were on a piece of paper, you know, in our apartment in downtown Toronto and then actually living, you know, a year and a half or two years or whatever it was later, actually living, living out what we had written down on, the, on those pieces of paper and making them happen in real life. And now here we are back in Toronto, you know, before we head west again and we, we've got to, we need to do this bubble sheet again and figure yeah. out what the heck is. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. It's the it's the it's the growth and the celebration of the awards of of, of the of the wins that mm. happens together, um, and even the little victories. Like we'll work hard for a day and we'll uh, do a bunch of billable work, and at the end of the day, we'll high five and go for a run. And it just it, it tastes it tastes so good when you get to have it together. Yeah. So what are some of the rituals that you guys have that keep you connected in your relationship? You just mentioned running. That sounds like maybe is one of your rituals. Yeah, definitely running. It was sort of the the foundation of how our relationship started. And it's been a really big part um, for us just, you know, keeping grounded. And obviously, it's good exercise too. But 
it's there's more to it than that. There's the mental aspect. It just makes you feel good. Um, and we use it too as a time to brainstorm. We'll be, you know, again, we'll be talking about ideas and, and talking about our dreams and where do we want to take our business, not only our business, but our life too. And it, it just becomes sort of this like this little bubble as you're floating along through a new city, which is another reason why running is great as well is it, it's the opportunity to explore a new city and, and you can be quite mobile. You're not just in the van or, or even walking around. Um, running so running for sure we've taken up yoga together yeah cooking good food yeah doing like urban explorations we call we call them we spent so much time in cities because we we're reliant on wi-fi and didn't have a hot spot like you guys did mm -hmm. um so we, we would often just like go and and walk around the city or run around the city and just see the sights that way yeah i guess just taking taking the, the time to explore and uh and, and go on a bit of an adventure outside of our laptops mm -hmm. So every week on the show, we do something with our listeners. It's kind of our own ritual. We call it the sweep up. And it's just a time for us to, you know, and we actually do it every day, you know, right before bed or something. And it's just a time for us to reconnect and see what the other felt mm -hmm. that day. And we'd like to um, invite you guys. Yeah. And we can we can start. We can show you the example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What made you feel loved today? What made me feel loved today was... I got an email that there was a call out for, you know, a blog post. And I thought that you would have a perfect story for it. And I forwarded it to you. And like within 30 minutes or 45 minutes, you were like, oh, I sent the, the email to the, the blog and they responded. And I was like, whoa, like, first of all, that was un unheard of that they responded very quickly. But also I was very surprised that you just like, Got, got right on it and, you know, wrote to them and said, hey, we're interested. And that made me feel loved because, you know, you you saw something or I, I sent you something, you saw it and you took action right away. Hmm. You're welcome, babe. What about you? What made you feel loved today? Hmm. Uh, it made me feel loved that you took the time to get all of this stuff set up for the podcast this is like a new format for us we've never done a skype interview and you just were like testing everything and setting up all the microphones and took a lot of pressure off of me when i was uh trying to get other things done and uh, that made me feel really loved you're welcome babe Aww, what about you guys <laughs> well, today. Um, well i felt i felt great love when we were watching this video that I have done with one of our partners and I was questioning whether I sounded and looked like a big dumb idiot and and <laughs> said, oh, baby you're she went and she made that clicking noise with her mouth and I know she's gonna say something genuine after that and she said you're so handsome <laughs> it was a sort of was a, my ego felt very well, but also my soul felt with in the compliment so thank you you're welcome yeah Aww. And how did you feel loved? Uh, I felt very loved today when I we had four deadlines to hit before 2 p.m. And I was supposed to go have a lunch meeting with an old friend of mine. And I thought, oh, my God, there's no time to do this at all. There's no time we can we can get all this work done. And Coleman said, nope, just go and do it. We've got this. We'll get this done. And I'll pick up the slack for the rest of the afternoon. You go and see your friend Sarah because you've been waiting to do this. And that made me feel really loved. So thank you. You're welcome. 
That's awesome. We love doing this because it just like it reminds you that like the little things that you do, your partner notices them and and it means something to them. And yeah, it's just one of our favorite parts of the show. So yeah. Thanks for participating. Yeah. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, we just want to acknowledge you guys for being so generous with your time and opening up your lives to us and our listeners. Um, we just you guys were one of the first people that we found on Instagram when we were talking about starting this whole like crazy adventure. And um, yeah, you guys are actually really an inspiration to us. And so we were super excited to have you on the show. Yeah. So thank you so much. Yeah. And, you know, you guys have been traveling together for a year and you learned some life lessons that you shared with us. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Guys. Good work over there. We look forward to watching the rest of your, your journeys as well. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, so before we um, before we finish up, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you're currently working on right now with Lietco? Anything that you'd like to uh, promote? Uh, well, with Lietco.com, we're taking the opportunity to explore Ontario, which is my home province. You know, we know Toronto and we know some of the big cities quite well, but we're looking forward to uh, connecting with some of the different tourism boards and working with the smaller, uh, more more unknown uh, destinations, and uh, and we'll be documenting our travels from Toronto to Vancouver uh, starting in September. So um, on our Instagram account, Lietco, you will be able to see us prepare a cat to live in a van for four, four to six weeks. Uh, <laughs> that'll be interesting for all of us. <laughs> so Instagram, Lietco, L-T-C-O, and, and our website's lietco.com. You can sign up for our newsletter there, and you'll be right up to date. Absolutely. Awesome. And we'll have those in our show notes. Yeah, the links. All of the links to your Instagram accounts, to your um, website, to, website, to lietcomedia.com. Um, and, of course, sign up for, for the newsletter so you could get um, updated on Lisa's and Coleman's and Muin's adventure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank, thank you, you guys. It was great. That was a great interview, huh? Yeah, and they were such a fun couple to talk to and learn from. I'm really glad we got to have a conversation with them um, and get to know them. Yeah, if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, go over to the show notes at swepttogether.com slash episode 41 for all of the links to Lietko's sites and everything we mentioned on today's show. If you got something out of the interview today, we would really appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our show on iTunes and share us with your friends, family, significant other, business partner, all of the above. Find us at swepttogether.com. Yeah, and you can also find us sharing other things like our pictures from all of our travels on our Instagram and Facebook page find and Twitter. Go to at Swept Together on any of those social media avenues. Um, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Yeah, we're really excited to be doing more interview content like today's interview with our guests, Lisa and Coleman of Lietco. So definitely let us know what you think of this episode format and subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in this week and listening to us and listening to us learn from other successful business and travel couples um, we really appreciate your encouragement you guys are the best until next time we love you guys
<laughs> your your guys's cat is way more leash trained than ours. Okay. 